two through four this morning, and it's been a good morning, I think. We could almost just say amen and go home. And uh, we'll, we'll see if... First Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. It says, We always thank God for all of you, mentioning you in our prayers. We continually remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by the hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers loved by God, that He has chosen you. This morning we're going to take a, a look at the reason for the first part of the season, and that's being thankful. You know, as the Holy Thanksgiving has ended, it's, it would be easy to almost move on to the next, the next holiday and, 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 and just stop. Um, when we checked off Thanksgiving, now let's move on to Christmas and New Year's and all these things. In fact, Matthew just a couple days ago said, isn't it something effective? How ironic it is that we spend Thursday giving thanks for everything that we have, and then we go out on Friday and buy all the things that we think we need. Got some wisdom in that little head of his, huh? I mean, isn't is that an interesting time? We, we, you know, Thanksgiving should, is that day where we're so thankful for, for, for the things that we have. And then on Friday, and I know that the Black Friday's got the, the deals, and, and often we're not buying things for ourselves, we're buying things for other people. But there's something connected to that, you know, we have so much, yet we think other people and we need just a little bit more. But we need that, that, that thankful attitude, and we need to, to, to continue to be thankful for everything that we have all, all week, all year, and uh, to get this attitude, and I think that thankfulness is an attitude, um, but it's an attitude that has actions. It's an attitude that, that does things. We have to get that attitude. We have to maintain it. If we do that, it's going to dramatically change our lives. I really believe that, that that attitude of gratitude is going to make a huge difference in our life. Thanksgiving is one of those holidays that we should celebrate all through the year. I know there's some people who want to celebrate Christmas all through the year. In fact, First Mountain Bank is really fun. You walk, go in on, on uh, Donna in the, in the little uh, booth at First Mountain Bank in the drive-thru. She has her countdown blocks you know, going all year long. And the day after Christmas, it says 364 days till Christmas. And she's, she's on that thing. She just, you, you always know how far. And that's, that's a fun thought, but wouldn't it be better? Wouldn't it be better if we could celebrate Thanksgiving all year long? Not the food part. Some of you would start looking like me. Down. I'm going in and out. Let me change batteries. So, so we want to we want to get that attitude, and and this morning I'm going to try to go briefly and just skim some of these things. It's already already ten ten fifty five. That way you're not weren't going to look at your watch. I'll tell you, it's ten fifty five. We're going to try to get out still at eleven fifteen. 
the Apostle Paul talked about gratitude. He gave us an example um, of a thankful attitude throughout his writings. In almost every letter that Paul wrote, the first thing he said in, in the first section is that he gave thanks, thanksgiving and praise to God. Romans 1.8 says, First, I thank my God Jesus, for, through Jesus Christ for you all. 1 Corinthians 1.4, I thank my God always concerning you. Ephesians 1.16, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. Philippians 1.3, I thank my God every time I remember you. Colossians 1.3, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. We'll put these notes up on the, on the, on the website if you want them. But the point is that, that Paul, at the very beginning of his letter, he was always saying, I thank God. He was always showing that attitude of thankfulness. Thessalonians, Philemon, it's in there. And, but, but let's go to 1 Thessalonians 5.18. We're not going to turn to all these scriptures this morning, especially with the time. But I love 1 Thessalonians 5. I believe it gives us some just wonderful things in our life. Verse 16. I'll start with 16 because I, I love all three of these. Be joyful always. 17. Pray continually. 18. Give thanks in some circumstances. For, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You know, I've preached the message to, you know, we're always wondering what God's will is for us. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will. Do I have to switch? Okay. All right. And, okay, praise the Lord. He, he made this suggestion, everything, give thanks. And, and I think that it's not just, hey, this might be a good idea. This is one of these things, listen, this is going to change your life. Give thanks. Learn to give thanks in all circumstances. Paul's thanksgiving wasn't dependent on his personal circumstances. Paul did not have a fluffy life when he became a Christian. He, ha he had it tough. And he dis continued to thank God throughout his hardships. And, and if you want to write this down and go read it, and, and I was going to, but for time... I'm not, but 2 Corinthians 11, 22 through 33, Paul gives this really kind of funny thing, you know, as he's listing all the stuff about him, his scourges, his, his beatings, his imprisonments, his shipwrecks, all of these things. Paul had it tough, and yet he writes to us over and over, give thanks in all circumstances. He learned this attitude himself to be thankful. It's evidenced in First Thessalonians one two, which is is our key text for today. And we're going to turn there a few times, so keep your keep a, you can put your bookmark at First Thessalonians. We always thank God for all of you. He's got an attitude. There's something different in Paul that he's learned to be thankful. We should echo Paul as we recognize our indebtedness to the Lord, as He's changed our life, as He's come in and done so much our salvation his providence in sustaining us 2 Corinthians 1 I'm going to flip there real quick 2 Corinthians 1 and this, I've got a few scriptures there you can take notes so we'll put them all up this week um, on the, the facilitation guide so you can just get them from there um, they'll also some of these will also be on the recording 2 Corinthians 1 8 through 11. Yeah. 
We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about the hardships we suffered in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired even of life. Indeed, in our hearts we felt the sentence of death, but this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God, who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us on him. We have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us. As you help us by your prayers, then many will give thanks on our behalf for the gracious favor granted us in answer to the prayers of many. He understood that without Christ, they couldn't make it. And he was grateful for all the things that the Lord was doing. He wasn't grateful that everything worked out peachy keen. We, we get that scripture wrong. It says God will cause all things to work for the good for those who love him and call according to his purpose. We get that misunderstood so often. Everything is not good. Sometimes we just want to tell people, you know, it's all good. You know, they're having a problem. Says, you know, it's it's all good with God. It's not always all good, but God will cause all things to work for the good. Trials and tribulations, difficulties will come, but as we press into Him, as we're called according to His purpose, He will bring something out of it that we can't see right now. And that doesn't mean that you can go and and sin, and, and God's going to make that a wonderful thing. It's that those who come to Him, even after they've sinned, even after something wrong has happened. God will cause that, and that's the, where the thankfulness comes, that God in his providence is working in all circumstances, and if you'll allow him to, will do amazing things. He, Paul talked about thanksgiving so often through his, his writings, and it's, it's interesting. When I was doing, you know, studying a little bit on this, and one of the things I came across is that in pre-Christian, Greek literature, and, and the Bible is written in, in, in Greek in the New Testament, the word for thanks and thanksgiving is rarely used in any other Greek literature. Pre-Christian. After, after, after Christ, it began to come out. And I thought, what is that about? And I think there was this culture of maybe non-thanksgiving, and so he was writing contrary. Paul was writing contrary to what was happening in the culture about being actually giving thanks and being thankful. And sometimes that's contrary to our culture. You know, a few years back it wasn't. Those of you who, who, who are older than myself knew that you, you grew up in this thing of being thankful. My generation and the generations coming behind me have grown up to be, I want more. I deserve more. Why don't I have? I've heard horrible things of people waiting for their parents to die so they can get the money. They're not thankful. They're not grateful. So we're now in a culture we're living in this culture that is coming out of being grateful. And we need to get back into that culture. And, and, and it's really difficult, even if you grew up in that thankful culture, you're fighting against what the world is bringing in all the time. You know, I should have just a, a bigger house. I should have this. I should have this. And, and God is calling us, let's be thankful. And that's why Thanksgiving is such, to me, is such a, uh, an awesome, important holiday to really to give thanks, and um, I'm going to move on. We'll do two parts on this. So, so Paul was was really breaking culture, saying, you know, let's give thanks. I give thanks for you. And he recognized where everything coming, but he also saw Thanksgiving as a duty. He saw Thanksgiving as a duty, as something that we should be doing. And I switched. I should have put my bookmark in First Thessalonians. 
I'm not using my own weapon this morning. My Bible may have, I may have put my Bible in my car last night going home because I couldn't find it when I got home. <laughs> so I'm using Shannon's this morning. Um, we give thanks. We give thanks to God always for you all. But in Second Thessalonians one three, just just turn over just a little bit. It says, we ought always to thank God for you. There's a change now. This word is kind of an indebtedness. We should, we ought to give thanks. At the beginning, he's learning, but there's also a side of this side that, that this is something we should be doing. You should be giving thanks. We should be thankful. And there's there can be a condemning word, should. You should do this. You should do this. You ought to do this. But there's a principle behind thanksgiving. You ought to be thankful. If we were to open up our hearts and our minds and realize where our blessings are coming, we ought to be thankful for the things we have. And I know as parents, we use that one a lot. You should be thankful for what you have. Now, which parent of us haven't said that? You should be thankful. And so so it's... Something we should we, we develop and we as our eyes are open, it's also a duty. We should be giving thanks. And in throughout First Thessalonians chapter one and two, Paul's connecting the duty of thanksgiving with prayer. And that's where we see Paul always saying, He's always thanking God. He's in prayer. He's he's thanks prayers of thanksgiving. And so these two are going to come together for us, and they need to come together. We have thankful hearts, but we also have hearts that are that are towards God through prayer and prayers of thanksgiving, looking and honoring God for all of the things that he's given us. It gets our mind as we do that. It begins to get our minds off of the temporal and the people and, and, and you know, thanking just people, but also recognizing that God puts people in our path to bless us. God is orchestrating things, and it, and it opens up a whole nother realm for us. As we do that, we realize that people are blessings too. As we begin to thank God, we realize that there's there, that people are blessings, and we can also be be thankful for the blessings that other people receive. And that's a hard one, you know. When 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 you you see what's going on in some of those lives, and and look at that and say, God, I thank you that you bless them, rather than God, how come they got that? God, thank you that they have this gift instead of God, why can't I sing better? God, thank you that you've put this gift, this calling, this blessing in that person's life. Thank you, God, because it's, it's a gift and a blessing to the body of Christ. It's, it's practicing thanksgiving. And I believe it's going to revolutionize our own lives as, as we can practice thanksgiving and get into this attitude of gratitude, not just once a year, but really throughout the day. And in order to do that, you have to be purposeful. We have to be purposeful in our giving thanks and throughout the day. It's, it's one of these things, the Bible even says that we need to be diligent in our prayers of thanksgiving. We have to be watchful as you get up in the morning. If we begin to change our attitude and start looking for those things to be thankful for and watch for them, they happen all the time. They happen all the time. You get home from work and what do we normally talk about? That mean customer came in. You know, oh, whatever went wrong in the day. 
But if you were to look throughout the day vigilantly, really trying to watch, you could come home with stories like, oh my goodness, I didn't get any flat tires on the way to work today. And I got there and the first thing someone did, they said, good morning. We, we pass by those things. We're not careful. We're not being vigilant to look at all the things in life to be thankful for. It's a trap and it's so easy to get caught up into it. And, and so we, we cultivate this by, by living vigilantly, always looking for it. Um, Go back with me also to First Thessalonians 1, 2, right where we've been. So we're, we're purposeful. We're actively looking for things, looking for the hand of God in our lives. And how often should we do this? First Thessalonians 1 and 2 says we always thank God. It's not just the fourth Thursday of November every year, but we always thank God. There's this thing that is, needs to dwell up in us through where we're continually, and always isn't nonstop, but continually open, having conversation with God, always or continually looking for those opportunities and those things where God is showing us and taking a moment right then to say, God, thank you for that. That was amazing. Remember that Thanksgiving prayer video we showed last year with a little girl praying? It was really kind of a fun video where you know, she's praying and she's droning on and on and on and the kids start throwing food at each other and grandpa falls asleep and his, his teeth come out. But she's just thankful for everything. She's, you know, thank you for mommy and thank you for daddy and thank you for the puppy and thank you for butterflies. And, and she's just praying and going on. It's really fun. And then she goes, and then she stops. And she goes, that was a good one. And then she keeps going and she's just remembering all this stuff. Now, we, we, I should have showed that this morning. It was, it was just so cute and that's that could be us. God, thanks for that. Oh. Yesterday, Shannon and I, we took a walk, and we saw birds flying over, over Baldwin Lake, or the dry part, and you've probably seen these types. I don't know what they are. Some of you can tell me, but in, as they were flying in a swarm, at one point, their, their feathers all were iridescent, like glowing white. And, and they were just, I mean, they were way away. And really? pelicans and then because there was a whole bunch of them and there and also they'd, and then they would turn and they would disappear the whole flock just disappeared and then would come out again and then you could see them and then they would glow again and part of their you know just the way the sun was shining on their feathers but when they disappeared i mean i couldn't see them i mean, it was amazing camouflage huge flock white and all of a sudden they were just gone and I thought they got raptured. No, but and then they would fly again, and taking that, <laughs> taking that moment, just go, God, you're amazing. You know, thank you for giving us be beauty. Do we need that many species of birds, that many species of beautiful bugs? Do we really need all those things? God created them diversely for so many reasons. We say thank you, God, for that diversity of life. How often do we give thanks? Always. It's a constant attitude manifested just throughout the day, not every second, but throughout the day continually. So we're not con you know, constantly praying. Again, that would be kind of that so spiritually minded that you're no earthly good, but we're always ready. We're always alert, looking, looking. God, wow, that was good. God, that was a good one. Colossians 4.2. 
it says to be vigilant. Let's go there. That's the scripture I was talking about. Keep your finger in First Thessalonians. In this version, it says, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. In the New King James, it says, be vigilant. Be vigilant, and I love that. Watchful and thankful. I had my kids write down a list of what they were thankful for, 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 for Thanksgiving. And Madeline, you know, she just kept writing, and she got up. Samuel's list was really funny. He, I think he was thankful for hair. He, he was he was just thankful for everything he wrote. You know, it, she, Madeline helped him with the list, and he says, "I'm thankful for hair." I guess he doesn't want to be bald, but you know, there's something in that. It was so simple. He was thankful. You know, when's the last time you actually looked at Mrs. Pat? I'm thankful for hair. I know there's one person here. He tells me all the time. He wish he had hair because he'd be thankful for it. <laughs> Be vigilant. Be watchful. Look for those things that God is doing. Look for the things also that people are doing. And be thankful for people. Paul also stresses that, that, that yes, it should be always, but it's also all-encompassing. Thankfulness is all-encompassing. It's for you all. We always thank God for all of you. Paul didn't leave anyone out. It's for every believer that is a part of a local congregation. They're part of the body of Christ. Every believer that's part of a local congregation is part of the body of Christ. And I said that specifically because you did hear it correctly if you went, wait a second, isn't every believer a part of the body of Christ? I don't know if you can be part of the body of Christ if you're not part of the body of Christ. You can be saved. But if you're sitting home, and that's not you today, so I'm not talking about you, but if you are if you never are with the other part of the body of Christ, how can you be part of the body of Christ? I do church at home. It's not part of the body of Christ. You need to be with the body of Christ. And there's something, something that's just so powerful and special in that, and that's part of this Thanksgiving, that, that you can't be part of the body of Christ if you're not attached to it. But, but so many people, they miss that. They, we need to be connected to other believers on a consistent basis because we need to rely on them and they need to learn to rely on us. And as we do that, we become thankful for people. We become thankful for people. And there's a lot of people, it's hard to be thankful. Some people, and, and I struggle with this, they don't want to be thankful. Maybe they just want to pay for it instead. Because if you're, if you're thankful, does that mean that you needed something? I'm talking, I'm talking to a specific group in here. I don't know who you are, but you do. Because if you're really thankful, is that admitting that you needed them? And if you admit that you need them, does that mean you weren't sufficient on your own? Some of you relate in resound. Some of you are looking like, I don't get it. And that's good. Praise the Lord for that. Praise the Lord for that. There's some of us that we have to work through that. Yes, you do need the person next to you. You can't do this on your own. And as you're part of the body of Christ, their giftings, their abilities, their blessings become part of your life and you realize that you shouldn't be doing it on your own. And then you also have a gift for somebody else. They can't do it on their own. 
We need to be connected and interconnected, relying on one another. And as we do that, we, grow, we, we need to learn to appreciate and give thanks for those special gifts. This morning was a great picture in one part of that. The prophetic is words were given. Different people had a part of the word. And I was thankful that it didn't stop until the whole message was out and it sowed through. It was powerful. That happens time and time again as we allow, allow our living together as part of the body of Christ to happen. Every member is so important to every other member of the church. In each member of our church, we find reasons for praise. Every member, you can find reasons to give God praise. And the first, first and, and most important is that they're saved. And you just give thanks, God. Thank you that you saved them. Thank you that you called them out of darkness and done a, a, a wonderful, marvelous work in their life. And then we can be thankful for the gifts and the spiritual qualities that each person has. But you have to be vigilant. There's people in this room that just might rub you the wrong way. They get on your nerves for whatever reason. That's when you say, I'm going to be vigilant. I'm going to look for those things that God has placed in and through that person. They're a blessing to the body of Christ. And I'm going to look for it. And some of you are going, man, sometimes you have to look harder than others. And it's true. It's true. Sometimes you have to look harder than others. Push through. Look for those things to be thankful. Look for those things in people. And say, wow, look at that gift. Isn't that amazing? As we pray, Paul further instructs us that our thanksgiving should be specific and with knowledge. He talks about, first, again, 1 Thessalonians 1, 2 says, making mention of you. I give thanks, making mention we have to be thoughtful in our process of giving thanks. And, if, and that means, to me, it's just a matter of simply turning off the world a little bit and going through even, for me, it's, I, I often will visualize people. And I'll just begin to visualize either a list of names or people sitting in the congregation. And, be, and we go down there and I'll say, oh, God, thank you. Thank you for Rob. Thank you for her, her spirit, her stick to it. And it's thank you for Shan. And you have to be purposeful, realizing each person. Take some time to be thankful. Take some time to go through your friends, your family, the people in the body of Christ and make mention of each, each person. I've never been a big fan of God bless the whole world. Amen. It's got to be connected. You know, God, thank you for my church. Amen. Thank you. Name the people. Name their gifts. As you do that, a lot of things are happening. You're, you're recognizing value in each person. You're re recognizing other people's gifts. You're, you're recognizing that maybe you don't have all the gifts all wrapped up in one amazing body. Exercise your memory. Think about the things that have happened. Be thoughtful. Bring them to mind. Pay attention. Be vigilant. Pay attention. And, and this message is, is so for me because it's easy to get grumpy. It's easy to get discouraged. So God is teaching me even this week, pay attention to, me, to the things that there is to be thankful for. As we do this, 
We're going to come across people who are serving and have wearied themselves in the Lord. We're thankful to God for them. We can go and encourage them. On top of giving thanks to God, it's a wonderful next step then to go and tell them, I'm so thankful for you. I'm so thankful that you're part of this body. Thankful for your gifts, your uniqueness. You know, as we we pray continually, as we give thanks in all circumstances, our hearts will begin to change. And that's what God's looking for, it's that changed, changed heart. I believe our relationships will begin to change. If you're having difficulties in a relationship, marriage, child, and you begin to look for those things to be thankful for, your relationship is going to change. You're going to start seeing the good things, the positive rather than the, the things that bug you and the negative. Our faith grows. Relationships change. Our, our faith will grow because we begin to actively pursue and look for the things that God has done and give them thanks. And when you start numbering them like the old hymn, count your many blessings, name them one by one, the list gets big and you go, God, you are truly wonderful. You care for us so much. Thank you, God, for these things. Your faith grows. Your trust begins to grow as you recount the past blessings and things that have happened your trust goes and says God I didn't see it at the time but I see that you led me through this our understanding of our provision and our dependence upon God grows and we need that more and more we need to understand that we are fully and utterly dependent upon him as we purposely notice other people's gifts their value in life we'll begin to verbally appreciate them as well as you're looking for those things, thanking God for them, it's going to be so much easier to just walk up to that person and say, you know, I'm so thankful for you. So thankful for what you bring to the body. And as you do that, their life is improved. When someone comes up and tells you something good, even if that's not your full love language, you go, oh, wow. No, stop. No, stop. Their life is improved. Their confidence begins to grow. Their sense of value begins to grow. And now you've got, you're growing in your faith. Your relationships are getting better. And now you're causing to somebody else to grow. All because you're, begin, you're being thankful and you're letting those, those things come out of your mouth. Thankfulness. Attitudes. Can you imagine how healthy we would be? Multitudes of growing Faithful people who know who they are and that they have value. So many of us struggle with low self-esteem and low value systems. As we begin to grow and get healthy, what an impact we'd be in our families, in our communities, at the workplace. An impact for God that we could be. What a difference. I believe we really would make a difference as we cultivate the attitude of gratitude. I'm going to pray and, and we're going to receive the, the offering here at the end. And I'm going to just ask Ed to come and he's going to lead us in one final song as we receive the offering after we pray. Giving is, is a part of, of thankfulness. And um, I 
Father, teach us to be thankful. Show us all the things in life that we do have to be grateful and thankful for. Help us to be vigilant, watchful, looking for the good things, looking for reasons to be thankful. God, I pray that through this, lives would change, relationships would heal. The body of Christ would be built up. Father, we thank you for the many blessings that we have. The friends, the family. God, for taking care of us and providing our clothing, our food, our safety. God, as we give in this offering to you, we're thankful for providing financially for us. And we give with a thankful heart back to you, Lord. He's given Jesus Christ, His Son. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks. Because he's given Jesus Christ, his Son. And now let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Because of what? The Lord has done for us. And now let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Because of what the Lord has done. Jesus Christ 
He's given Jesus Christ His Son. And now let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Because of one the Lord has done for us. And now let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Because of what the Lord has done. For us, I give them with a grateful heart, give them to the Holy One, I give them, give them. I give them